Hello from Love Grace, welcome to another episode of Daily Grace with Alan Wonder Chapter Edition. Today's Wonder Chapter is First Kings Chapter 22. And let's start off with a word of prayer. Almighty King of Kings, I want to thank you for this wonderful day and thank you for the gift of life. I want to thank you for the gift of provision. Thank you for being there for us, Father. May you send any Holy Spirit to come and guide us, come and be with us, Father, where we have gone wrong in our thoughts, in our actions, in what we have done and what we have failed to do. We ask for your pardon, Father, making you a blessing us and then your Holy Spirit to come and guide us and be with us in everything that we do. We pull this believing and trusting in your mighty name, that of your Son, Jesus Christ, who strengthens us. Amen. Micaiah prophesizes against Ahab. For three years there was no war between Aram and Israel, but in the third year, Josephat, king of Judah, went down to see the king of Israel. The king of Israel had said to his officials, Don't you know that Ramoth Gilead belongs to us? And yet we are not doing anything to take it from the king of Aram. So he asked Joseph, Will you go with me to fight against Ramoth Gilead? Joseph replied to the king of Israel, I am as you are, my people as your people, my horses as your horses. But Jezebel also said to the king of Israel, forsake the counsel of the Lord. So the king of Israel brought together the prophets, about 400 men, and asked them, shall I go for war against the Ramoth Gilad, or shall I refrain? Go, they answered, for the Lord will give into your hand the king. But Joseph had asked, Is there no longer a prophet of the Lord here whom we can inquire of? The king of Israel answered Joseph, There is still one prophet, though, through whom we can inquire of the Lord. But I hate him because he never prophesies anything good about me, but always bad. He is Micaiah, son of Imla. The king should not say such a thing, Joseph had replied. So the king of Israel collected one of his officials and said, Bring me Micaiah, son of Imla, at once. Dressed in the royal robes, the king of Israel and Joseph, king of Judah, were sitting on their thrones at the threshing floor by the entrance of the gate of Samaria, with all the prophets prophesying before them. Now, Zedekiah, son of Kenneth, had made iron horns, and he declared, This is what the Lord says. With this you will call the Armenians until they are destroyed. All the other prophets were prophesying the same thing. Attack Ramoth Gilead and be victorious, they say. For the Lord will give into for the Lord will give it into the king's hand. The messengers who had gone to summon Micaiah said to him, Look, the other prophets without execution and are predicting success for the king. Let your word agree with theirs and speak favorably. But Micaiah said, As surely as the Lord lives, I can tell him only what the Lord tells me. When he arrived, the king asked him, Micaiah, shall we go to war against Ramoth Gilad or not? Attack and be victorious, he answered, for the Lord will give it into the Lord's hand. The king said to him, how many times must I make you swear to tell me nothing but the truth in the name of the Lord? Then Micaiah answered, I saw all Israel scattered in the hills like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, These people have no master. Let each one go home in peace. The king of Israel said to Jezebel, Didn't I tell you that he never prophesies anything good about me, only bad? Micaiah continued, 
Therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne with all the multitudes of heaven standing around him on his right side and on his left. Then the Lord said, Who will entice Ahab into attacking Ramoth Gilad and going to his death there? One suggested, and another that. Finally, a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will entice him. By what means, the Lord asked. I will go out and be a deceiving spirit in the mouth of all his prophecies said. You will succeed in enticing him, said the Lord. Go and do it. So now the Lord has put a deceiving spirit in the mouth of all the prophets of your, of, our, of yours. The Lord has decreed that disaster for you. Then Zedek, son of Kenan, went up and slapped Micaiah in the face. Which way did the spirit from the Lord go when he went from me to speak to you? He asked. Micaiah replied, you will find out on the day you go to hide in an inner room. The king of Israel then ordered, take Micaiah and send him back to Ammon, ruler of the city, and to Josh the king's son, and say, this is what the Lord says, put this fellow in prison and give him nothing but bread and water until I return. Micaiah declared, if you ever return safely, the Lord has not spoken through me. Then he added, mark my words, all your people. So the king of Israel and Jezephite king of Judah went up to Ramoth Gilad. The king of Israel said to Jezephite, I will enter the battle in this case, but you will wear your royal robes. So the king of Israel disguised himself and went into the battle. Now the king of Aram had ordered his 32 chariot commanders, don't fight with anyone, small or great, except the king of Israel. When the church commanders saw Joseph, they thought, surely this is the king of Israel. So they turned to attack him. But when Joseph had cried out, the church commanders saw that he was not the king of Israel and stopped pursuing him. But someone drew his bow at random and hid the king of Israel between the sections of his armor. The king told his chariot driver, wheel around and get me out of fighting. I have been wounded. All day long the battle raged and the king was wrapped up in his chariot facing the Armenians. The blood from his wound ran on the floor of the chariot and that evening he died. As the sun was setting, a cry spread throughout the army, every man to this town, every man to his land. So the king died and was brought to Samaria and they buried him there. They washed the chariot at a pool in Samaria where the prostitutes bathed, and the dogs licked up the blood as the word of the Lord had declared. As for the events of Ahab's reign, including all he did, the, the palaces he built, and adored with ivory, the cities he fortified, and then the written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel. Ahab rested with his ancestors, and Isaiah his son succeeded him as king. Kizaphat son of Asa became king of Judah in the fourth year of Ahab's king. Of Israel. Jezephat was 35 years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem 25 years. His mother's name was Azuba, daughter of Shilhai. In everything he followed the ways of his father Asa and did not stray from them. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord 
the high places however were not removed and the people continued to offer their sacrifices and burn incense there. Josephus was also at peace with the king of Israel. As for the events of Josephus' reign, the things he achieved and his military exploits, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? He read the land of the rest of the male shrine prostitutes who remained there even after the reign of his father Asa. There was no king in Edom, a provincial, a provincial governor ruled. Now Joseph had built a fleet of trading ships to go to Ophia for gold, but they never set sail. They were wrecked at Ezion Geber. At the time, Isaiah, son of Ahab, said to Joseph, Let my men sail with yours. But Joseph had refused. Then Joseph had rested with his ancestors and was buried with them in the city of David his father. And Jeroham his son succeeded him as king. Isaiah son of Ahab became king of Israel in Samaria in the seventeenth year of Joseph king of Judah. And he reigned Israel two years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord because he followed the ways of his father and mother and of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, who caused Israel to sin. He served and worshipped Baal, and arose the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, just as his father had done. And that is where our wonder chapter ends. It's a relatively long wonder chapter, but let us go straight to what message I have for you for today. The first message comes from verse 5. And what does verse 5 say? Verse 5 says, But Joseph also said to the king, First seek the counsel of the Lord. Amen. First seek the counsel of the Lord. It's just telling us today that so many times, there are so many occasions where we shall be filled with, can I say, confusion, where we shall not be knowing what to take, where we shall be at crossroads. Amen. But the Lord is telling us that we should always first seek his counsel. Today we learn that in whatever we are doing, we should go to the Lord first. Amen. If you're confused, if you lack what to do, if you are not sure of what to do, get on your knees, pray. The Lord will surely show you the path to take. The Lord will surely show you what he wants you to do. The Lord will surely show you the route that he wants you to take. Do not run around, you know, looking for answers that only the Lord can give. You will never find them. He will never find some answers until you go to the presence of the Lord. I'm going to verse 14. What does verse 14 say? But Micah said, As surely as the Lord lives, I can tell him only what the Lord tells me. Amen. Now, these are the messengers who were sent to find Micah. 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 And they're telling him, you know what? All the other people have prophesied and they have said this and this in favor of this and this. So when you go, you also do this and this. But we see Micaiah refusing. Amen. He says, I can only say what the Lord tells me to say. And this just tells us that we ought to stand our ground as Christians. Amen. We ought to stand regardless of the condition, regardless of what's happening. Never ever lower your Christian standards. Don't. If you're an authority, don't. Just because someone has bribed you, don't. 
Stick to your ground and the Lord will reward you surely because the Lord sees everything and he will reward you for everything that you do. And lastly, when you go to verse 53, what does verse 53 says? 53 says, He served and worshipped Baal and arose the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, just as his father had done. He served and worshipped Baal and arose the anger of the Lord. Amen. This just shows us that every time we sin, every time we commit sin, every time we do not, um, can I say, follow the Lord's path. Every time we follow the Lord's, we don't follow the Lord's guidance. Every time we do contrary to what the Lord wants us to do, it hurts him. It angers him. How many times do you anger the Lord in one day? Just imagine you are God and God was you. Like everything that you do, would you really be happy with what you're doing? I want you to get some time. Read First Kings chapter 22. What do you get? What message do you understand? Feel free to write to us, dailygracewithalan at yahoo.com or send us a direct message on Instagram or Twitter, dailygracewithalan. Remember, Lord can use one word to send a thousand messages. Almighty King of Kings, I want to thank you for this wonderful day. Thank you for the gift of life. I want to thank you for the gift of provision. I want to thank you for today, Father. I want to thank you for just one chapter. I pray that may you help us and guide us. Let us listen to at least and pick something out of it. We pull this believing and trusting in your mighty name. And this of your son, Jesus Christ, who strengthens us. Amen.